Welcome everybody to another episode of my uh, podcast and as you know I'm always delighted but super delighted uh, more so than ever to have my uh, brilliant um, mentor I should say, uh, person I've learned a hell of a lot from uh, in terms of all things LinkedIn. If you've been hiding under a rock and you don't know Richard then um, you need to get to know Richard. Richard is for forefront at the thinking on all things LinkedIn and all things social selling, digital selling, modern selling, whatever we're calling it these days. But more importantly, uh, absolute guru, no, not use the word guru, forgive me, um, sage in terms of the, the LinkedIn algorithm based on the independent research that he's done. He and the team have just released their latest findings. Some stuff is kind of obvious, some stuff not so obvious. Uh, so without further ado, I'll shut up. Richard, um, the mic is yours. Who, what, why, when, where? And can we beat the algorithm? <laughs> wow, that was one of the best introductions I've ever got. Until you mentioned Google, which you corrected yourself. So that's all right. <laughs> <laughs> no, thank you. I'm, I'm delighted to be back again. We did a podcast last year, which you said was a, a success. A lot of people are obviously looking to find more information about how LinkedIn is working, how LinkedIn can contribute to whatever they are doing on the platform. So um, yeah, this year I was really excited myself more than the other years to, to, to uh, be able to release, to publish the, the research. Um, can we be the algorithm? I don't know if, we, if that should be a goal to be the algorithm because if you say, can we beat the algorithm? It's almost like having a strategy aimed at beating the algorithm, which I don't think necessarily is a good idea. However, having some of the knowledge of the algorithm might improve, uh, might improve the results of your content. And I think it would be a real shame if you or your company is making awesome content that just by how you put it out on LinkedIn, it doesn't bring you the results the content deserves uh, and you, you, you wanted to have. You want to create impact with your content. So just knowing about like two, three, four things about the algorithm will not do any harm, no? I, I agree. And I, you can't beat the algorithm on any, any social platform and the platform that should remain nameless is obviously having its moments. <laughs> <laughs> it's moments in court at the moment, literally. Yeah. Um, so I, I agree, and we we all we all know the usual suspects that are out there that are trying to beat the system for for the sake of beating the um, the system. And to your point, however, there are some kind of um, as rules the right word I don't know, but some considerations to be given that when you're posting either from a company page or a corp or your personal page, that there are some. Um, considerations that if you don't do this this could potentially impact the definitely versus if you do do this you're at least giving your content the best fighting chance to definitely. get the reach that you um that, that, that you want so what and i've been through your report i'll share it in the links at the end of this where i do that i can't do this yet what have been the kind of the key highlights do you feel from last year to to this year that you know people should be aware about in terms of what you've you've seen one of the one of the things I noticed even after publishing the research, because obviously I went through all the results, I composed the, the research, and it, to me it seems like LinkedIn is responding to all the things we are doing in trying to manipulate the algorithm. So, for example, we noticed that um, you yourself commenting first on your own post results in a penalty. Mm -hmm. You editing your post in the first hours results in a penalty. So those are the things people are doing. 
for example, with, with regards to external links, you know, people say, okay, see the link in the first comment. So they comment there first because they want to manipulate or trigger the algorithm. Mm -hmm. The same, we publish a post, we edit it instantly and we add a link because, you know, the algorithm is dumb enough not to see the link. Mm -hmm. um, so it looks that LinkedIn is like responding to some of the things we're trying to do in order to trick the algorithm. Another one, if on a company page, you get likes, comments, which is always a good thing from your own employees, it mm -hmm. results in less impact in the algorithm, in the increasement of views than if you get external engagement. So it looks like um, LinkedIn knows that all the employee advocacy pro uh, programs, all the like marketeers, communication uh, department, telling their employees to, to like and engage on their own content, it looks like LinkedIn now is saying, no, no, we want you to get content from your second and third uh, or engagement mm -hmm. from your second and third degree, because that's where the real value is. That's, so just pausing on, on that, I, that's an interesting one, because uh, what was LinkedIn Elevate was obviously um, sunsetted and is now morphed into company pages in some shape or form. I, I've seen it at a, you know, a micro level in terms of my world. I haven't seen it in anger at a macro level where you got hundreds of thousands of uh, uh, employees per se, but I got the sense that that was designed to help the marketing team encourage employees to en engage with the corporate content by servicing it to them. Is it? Is it? I, I seriously doubt that. I let, Let's be honest. Mm -hmm. LinkedIn is Microsoft. Microsoft means big business. Yep. You know, means we would like to make billions of dollars via the platform. So in my opinion, if you emphasize facilitated employees to start with publishing content, which they get from the company page, mm -hmm. okay. you, you are learning the people that it's very easy to publish yourself. Yeah. The more people publish content on LinkedIn, the bigger the value uh, the platform has. Yeah. So in my opinion, it's not necessarily to like spread a word of the company. Yeah. It's like the underlying goal is to show people how easy it is to create content yourself because the more people that create content, again, the bigger mm -hmm. the marketing value of the platform is. Remind you that maybe because of homework, maybe because of the pandemic, but we are still at only 18.9% of the people on LinkedIn actively either publish content or hitting the like, comment, share button. So this means the vast majority, 80% mm -hmm. of the people do not publish content, do not like, comment, share. And LinkedIn definitely wants to increase that number. And, you know, bearing in mind there are now 774 plus million people on LinkedIn. That's, 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 a, a, it's massive. A it's massive. Of, um, uh, yeah. uh, of people. That's an interesting, that's an interesting perspective and angle I hadn't necessarily thought of, I guess, that the, yeah, the cynical view is actually the more people that publish, actually irrespective of how good the content is, it's just better in terms of eyeballs, engagement numbers, and all that kind of stuff, which, you know, they they, they report in their quarterly, their quarterly report, Microsoft's quarterly earnings, they talk about increased engagement, we don't know from what, though, <laughs> they're yeah. giving us the base point, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah, 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 that's true. No, I, I could have started the, the algorithm research with, like, on the first page or second page, a big minus 20% because on average, all the members have seen a decrease or maybe you have felt it or maybe you didn't know exactly what was going on, but 
we researched that on average, the people have 20% less views yeah. compared to last year. Um, I've noticed it myself. I'm still increasing my views, but mm -hmm. that's because I'm increasing my network. I get yeah. more connections, I get more followers. So it's evidently, I get more views. But if you do the math, uh, and if I would set back my network back to the level of like last year, I would again also have the minus 15% of reach. Um, so we could have started with minus 20% of reach. We didn't because then, you know, it would maybe um, put the research in the wrong perspective. But there is another, there are all interesting things happening on LinkedIn. For example, when I used to do my trainings and tried to explain to people what is going on in your timeline, in your feed, I always said, okay, look at the third, the eighth, and the 15th post because those are always promoted posts from companies. What LinkedIn has done without us knowing it, like in May this year, they thought, okay, third, eighth, fifteenth, let's make it second, sixth, tenth, fourteenth, eighteenth. So now you, we see twice as much promoted posts in a timeline. The majority of LinkedIn people they don't have a clue, they don't know this because they maybe they're not scrolling or they're just you know like scrolling past the promoted posts. But that is one of the reasons why we all get less reach because LinkedIn is pushing more and more promoted posts in our timeline. Which I think last Microsoft's last quarterly earnings, they announced that LinkedIn, I think the first time got to, I want to say a billion dollars in advertising revenue, which then that makes sense. If you're forcing more eyeballs onto, you know, on, exactly. on ads, then that makes that makes sense. And I've certainly noticed a decrease in, in overall views, but I have my moments of like, oh God, you know, I'm trying to, beat the algorithm then you kind of take a step back and check yourself and you think fundamentally is what i'm doing generating the outcomes that i'm trying to achieve the right views the right connection requests the right business opportunity which i can, can convert to to revenue that's that's where i always take that kind of that, that step back and just you know check myself around this this isn't necessarily about chasing the the no. volume and I've been no. viral once with my shower video. Never again. It was a pain in the backside. If, I, <laughs> if, if I'm, uh, uh, if I'm, uh, if I'm honest. But the thing is, at least it proves it works. I still have people, you know, mentioning it, even though that was three, <laughs> three four years ago now. Um, ironically, about employee, um, employee advocacy. So, for for the the seasoned LinkedIners listening listening to this, what what are the 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 key things that one, that one needs to consider? when crafting a post and what is the i'm gonna i think recall a phrase you last you used last time it's about you've got a good presence you want to make sure it's wrapped properly to um to kind of get the the impacts that that, that you want and i do want to also pick up with you on the the, the link in the first comments pieces as well but um what are kind of the, the the basic the basics that people need to get in place well because of like 80 percent of the people that do not like, they, they will never hit the like, comment or share button. And then research this, this community of like lurkers or silent consumers, as I would like to call them. Mm -hmm. And 60% of them, so in terms of 800 million people, we're talking about almost 500 million people, they do consume a lot of content. So they scroll, they read, they click, but it just won't touch the engagement button. So mm -hmm. what we have seen is maybe because of that, um, people hitting the see more like yeah. link in your post after the third sentence is a massive positive signal to the algorithm because the silent community 
that is the most important engagement button for them. I want to keep reading, see more, and LinkedIn unfolds the post and I can continue reading. So one of the things we all should consider is how can I keep the people positively engaged as long as possible on my posts? So we're talking about long text posts, as long as it's relevant. We're talking about slide shares, slide decks, yeah. which I have been doing. I've been doing a lot of uh, carousel slide decks because if people are engaged, every slide they click on, they click on your post. It's like a poll. I click on your post to see the next slide. Mm -hmm. So the views increase. Talking about videos, as long as I watch a video native on your profile or yeah. in the feed, I stay in your post. So keeping people engaged positively on your post is uh, a must do. Um, and Roughly, I, I think it's in the research well, I talk about the six ingredients of successful posting. So this is like a trigger in your first three lines for people to click on see more. Mm, put some effort in the layout of your post, especially if you're going to make a long text post, you might want to use some different fonts, you might want to use some emoticons or some, some Unicode yeah. symbols to make it easy to read. Um, um, Long text posts, I always advise minimum of eight lines. The, the best spot is somewhere between 1,200 and 2,000 characters, which is a lot. Mm -hmm. uh, tag people, but only for the good reasons, not yeah. like just if you want to have their sincere opinion. Mm -hmm. uh, hashtags between three and five, and always have a call to action. Always end with something that you like your community, your audience to do, whether it's to follow your hashtag, whether it's to answer two or three questions you have at the bottom in order to spark the conversation. Okay, so kind of that trigger question at the, the, the top of the post, the, the encourage them to actually click on the see more, then consideration around the, the layout of the, of the post. And I've seen people use kind of the emo, emo, emojis, emoticons really, uh, really effectively as kind of the bullet points because it kind of pops yeah. uh, a little bit. There's the, kind of the, space, the spacing piece. Uh, 1600 to kind of 2000 characters we'll come to that bit in a minute um, and then the call to action at the end I'd say the call to action at the end I'm shit at I always forget to put follow hashtag digital last house I'm like oh damn it I forget to I have I, I work with I don't know if you know the tool do you know the tool text expander which just pops up mm -hmm. so I have a shortcut it's just hashtag rvdb which are my initials so at the bottom, I just go like automatically my brain goes hashtag RVDB and pops up the sentence. If you want to see more about LinkedIn social selling photo, hashtag blah, blah, blah. So I don't forget it, but it's not necessarily the hashtag. It's also, if I have, uh, last week I had uh, an article about uh, the five trends on uh, hybrid sales 2022. Mm -hmm. And then my question is, what do you think of these five um, trends do you see for yourself or in your own company is six trend do you miss something just to spark the conversation in depth and a lot of people they forget it they put something out an opinion an article and then it just ends so people might read it and think okay good one and move on but if you ask them questions and they're really engaged they're yeah. going to give your opinion which grows your post eventually lesson for me to, to do and I get I'm, I'm, I'm guilty guilty of that as uh, uh, as well so with that in mind are we able to definitively I have my view on this and I know that you know I have my view on this this putting the link in the first comments drives me freaking insane 
just put it in the body of the bloody post because if you put it in the link in first comments and then you get lots of engagement on that post that link it's is gone buried, it's gone lost it's buried yeah it, for me it's one of the users frustration and i stumbled upon a research it was a greek marketing company i can't find it i didn't i didn't bookmark it and they they like proved already three years ago that if people need to click like two or three times more in order to find the link, they just, they just, yeah. they don't, they stop looking for it and they just move on. They go, okay, then, you know, then I'm not going to read the article. So also if people share a post, yeah, the, the comment is not included. So you're going to share a post okay. of somebody else. And then it says, see the link in the first call. And there is no comment. Yeah, so how, how stupid is that? So there are like a lot of reasons um, why you shouldn't do that. And the same for editing. Just I am on the same page with you, uh, Alex. If, if you have something to share, if you want to include an external link, go ahead, but do it in the main body. Try yeah. to obey as much other algorithm rules, you know, and then if the quality is good, you will get conversion. And back to what you said just before, I'm perfectly, on average, I have like 10,000 views mm -hmm. uh, if I make a regular post. I'm perfectly fine with uh, 3,000 views on an external link post if it converts to business. Yeah. You know, I, that's why, why I'm putting out content to convert to business. So sometimes it's okay to have less of views because if it converts, it converts. But that's the key thing is this is the consistency around this 10,000, 3,000, 1,000, whatever, you know, whatever it might be, as long as you're, you're consistent in, in the, the approach, then it will, it's just that, that organic visibility that will start to, you know, start to happen. And the, you know, the irony is I get people met, you know, commenting or when I meet them in person going, Oh, I saw your video, or, you know, your barbecue video you did at the weekend. Yeah. Well, you didn't like it. You didn't comment on it, but you obviously saw it and it's exactly. kind of working, right? And it's, 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 it sparks that, um, that conversation, which is, you know, why from my perspective, whenever, you know, people ask me about the views, I'm like, well, the views are the views, right? It's the, it's the, I keep going on about it. It's the quality of the view and everybody who has a LinkedIn, um, LinkedIn account, even the free account, when you post, you get that insight. I appreciate exactly. that a view is an eyeball, but at least is it the right companies in the right industry that you're exactly. eyeballs are in, right? <laughs> exactly. And, and to be honest, I recognize what you just said. I have received in the past months, a lot of, um, first messages from potential clients and talking about like, uh, sales directors, marketing directors, who started their message, one-on-one -on -one message to me with, I've, I have followed you for quite some while. You put out some interesting content and we have a question where you might be, and I go and I say, you never liked, yeah. you never, you never respond, you never, but apparently you saw it. So th that's a good thing, you know? So it's not always about engagement, it's about conversion. It's uh, absolutely, and again, the, you know, the the key thing around this is, is is, and this is this I recognise is is the hardest part, especially if you work for a corporate, um, where you're, yep. I say this carefully, uh, where there may be some rules that you feel yep. you have to um, adhere to, but it's it's the what to publish, even if it's your even if you're publishing and using corporate content, it's around how do I publish that corporate content in a way that's not going to look like every other person where it's just here's a report front page of the report and no context to it actually give at least to your point call to action a viewpoint some questions um uh, around it but also don't get disheartened 
if the first time you do that, it fails, because we all had to start somewhere. You know, I always reflect on my hashtag Ask Alex um, videos. If I look back at some of the ones that I started out, what, three, four years ago, I was like, Jesus Christ, those are god awful in terms of what, but I went on a learning journey, right? And now- I'm Yeah, 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 we all, we, we, we all are, Alex, and, and the road is still bumpy. Yeah. You know, some people think, okay, this guy has, has like released three reports on the algorithm, so every post uh, of him must go viral. It's not. I'm, I sometimes wonder, and I'm sometimes guttered by um, the effort I put in the post, and it, doesn't, and it doesn't work. For some reason, it's not working. People are not responding. It's not, it's not getting views. It's not getting engagement. It's not getting conversion. Okay, take your loss, move on, yeah. uh, and, and next time you will do better. So, um, yeah. It's 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 persistency, it's consistency, mm-hmm. uh, and also uh, you know uh, you can't learn without failure. So you need to try. Absolutely. What polls? I can't I can't not have you on here and talk about polls. Oh God. To be the, and polls not in terms of people from Poland, but polls in terms of <laughs> <laughs> where you ask questions. I mean, I mean, I'm, I'm as we speak. One of my next carousels will be about the strategical use of polls because I strongly believe when used properly, uh, strategically, there is a huge um, advantage. You know, because if I if I have a really intriguing question, and if I have two or three answer possibilities where I wrap subtly uh, a buying signal. Because if you make a poll, you can follow up because you as an author, you can see all the people, what, which answer did they give. And if all the people that click on your, <coughs> sorry for that, on your buying signal, you can follow up. However, because everyone voting on a poll, every click on a poll is seen as a positive algorithm sign, mm-hmm. polls are exploding at the moment. I agree. And the thing is, it's the people are doing it for vanity purposes. They're chasing, they're chasing the algorithm. They're chasing the, um, the views. And that was the exact comment I put on your post. Um, I didn't use it, didn't say it so eloquently in terms of the vernacular that you use, but I, really, I sent you a message, that really bizarre response from somebody on there around, yeah. well, now I know that I'm not going to vote on any polls because I don't want people reaching out to me based on what I voted. And I was like, I looked at your, their title. I was like, well, that's a weird comment based on what you allegedly, what yeah, you allegedly yeah. do. <laughs> no, I, I, so I see polls as a potential good conversation starter, but just like everyone, I've seen so many polls where I would go like, why the hell would you put out that dead on LinkedIn? You know, uh, do I like, what are you putting on your sandwich this morning? Cheese or ham? Why, what, you know, why, why would you? And then... I see that 12,000 people voted. Yeah. So probably they have like hundreds of thousand views. And then the next message will be, uh, do you you know one, Do you want to be successful on LinkedIn? I'll show you how it's done. No, it's not. It, it's not converting. Why? No, I... So <laughs> I have actually uh, filed in a ticket and an ID to someone I know in San Francisco, LinkedIn San Francisco. We need to have an opt out of polls. Yeah. Just opt out of polls. I don't want to see any polls anymore in my timeline. That's it. 
I think that would be, you know, people that want to use polls, people that want to vote on polls, go ahead. But it, I don't know. I do not want to see any polls anymore. Yeah, I think that's that that's that's a good idea because I saw in Andy Foote's group the other day that they've someone's shared a thing you can now opt out of political discourse or political posts, which okay. I think is is interesting. But yeah, I'm on the same page with you. Polls can be used strategically with that yeah. that buying signal. Um, provided yeah. you you follow up, but don't do a poll for the sake of a poll just to try just to try and get um get get the views. What's your take on this creator mode and the creator economy that LinkedIn is evidently doubling down on. Um, you know, you've seen the, those of you who haven't seen it, they've created a creator fund available only to the US. I think it's a hundred yeah. million, $25 million, million, a lot of money for a hundred people and what have you. Um, so what's, what's your take on that? Well, first of all, I think it's really, again, it's a shame that they start the pilot only in the US because obviously it's a US based tool, but like Europe is one of the massive markets. And also don't forget about certain parts of South America, Asia. So I always go like, why the hell is it only the US? Why can, you know, because now we need to wait and if it works in the US, they don't do like roll it out probably with less money. So that was my first thing. Second, um, I'm really curious where this is going, you know, paying people for creating engaging content. Because are you going to steer the direction of this content? We all know, for example, that when LinkedIn Live came and you applied being a LinkedIn consultant trader, you were not allowed because you could not speak about anything that was LinkedIn related. So I'm really worrying that when money comes in, are they going to steer the direction, especially in this time we are living you know with all the things going on in the world all the like censorship on you know all the things so i don't know for me creator mode i'm not talking about a program they have but creator yeah. mode the future it's it's working um i have seen an increase of eight thousand followers in a bit more than four months so my my follower community is like it's like booming yeah um which for me is a good thing i don't need mm. to have necessarily twenty thousand connections but yeah. the more my community grows the more reach i get and the more yeah. potential uh, uh clients will 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 stumble upon my content um but i think creator mode only works if you're a regular content creator so you cannot you know i see people like ah creator mode is, it, it doesn't work and they produce content like twice or three times a month Obviously, it's not enough to engage your audience or they create content that is only clickbait. There's yeah. no value. It's only like I give you a tip and for the rest you need to pay. So if you are a genuine content creator, if you have an if you are an authority or a thought leader on one or two topics and all your content is like centered around these topics, mm -hmm. definitely you can build a community faster with creator mode enabled. If not, I always advise people turn it off um, because it's not working if you're not a content creator. And I've I found that and LinkedIn seems to have changed the because I noticed recently that well that I wasn't getting an update on followers. I think what's going on now all of a sudden I'm now getting an update on you know your new followers and this and that. And to your point, um, I only want to be connected with the people that are going to add value to my network and I can add value to their network. But I'm yes. more than happy to people my you know people to follow if they get value from the post that. I create, which is going to help them on their, their journey, but fundamentally aren't the target buyer that I 
uh, that I want. And I've also had people um, reach out to me going, love your video on creator mode. And I'm like, I didn't, I didn't even know whether that's still a thing, whether you're getting the three seconds, what have you. So I've got an idea to kind of do a new one for my creator mode. Okay. I'm aware of what creator mode is. Um, you can turn yourself to, to follow and you get the hashtags and talk about, forgive me, it's the cover story. Everybody has yep. a cover story. <clears throat> Doesn't have to, and the cover story is you can have a 30 second uh, video intro on your profile. So if you click on Richard's profile photo, you see it. If you click on my profile photo, you'll see the video. And again, for me, it's interesting to see where LinkedIn may go with video because obviously stories are now dead, Kel surprise. Yeah. Um, I know that Andy Foote's got a view on that. I get, I, my gut tells me they're going to have to go down a quasi Instagram reels, TikTok-esque style approach because that's where, I'm not saying the crazy filters and music and all that kind of stuff, but the way that it's all curated and, and used because the, their next buyer of LinkedIn services, be it at an individual level or a corporate level, that's their world. That's how they yeah. um, communicate. And yes, we're going to keyboard warriors going, oh, LinkedIn's a business platform. Forgive me, it's not a business platform anymore. It's kind no, of it whatever you want it to be. And the fact that, you know, we've been talking about it, LinkedIn now has created a creator fund, which TikTok were the first to do. And now I think you can in Insta and Facebook are going down this route. We don't talk about that, obviously. <laughs> um, and but for me, it, it makes sense. I, for one algorithm aside i'm really excited about the next 10 years of kind of the, the the landscape on linkedin looks like and i'm pleased that i'm where i am in my journey and my career that we're kind of at that the the, the, the tipping point that we grew up pre-internet <laughs> pre yeah. all of this we've been through this entire journey and where it's all going also as a parent i want to understand what the hell world my kids are are going to have to um uh to, to grow up in so Creator maybe touched on kind of cover story very briefly. We touched on kind of the the way that you need to wrap and consider your um, uh, your content. Is there anything else that you kind of seen since you published your um, uh, your research? Because the challenge I guess you have is the minute <laughs> the minute you published it, LinkedIn probably come along like two three months later, make some tweaks and um, some changes. Is there anything else that well, you noticed? It it, it 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 keeps us busy, so that that's a good thing. <laughs> now one one thing I did a post two weeks after releasing that uh, the team found another thing, which is more or less the same than the company page internal external engagement. They also found out that if I post something and it's liked or commented by a second or third degree, it has more impact in growing my post than a first degree, which would also, again, emphasize the importance of followers mm -hmm. because followers are not connected. Uh, they see your, they see your yeah. content and if they comment like, it will grow your post more. So it seems that LinkedIn values the quality of your post, if not your network, first degree connections, but the second, third degree says, this is interesting because then there is no relationship, yeah. but based purely on this content piece, this is interesting. Um, and I always teach people in my trainings, if you put out content and people start following you, um, because you, you can see who starts following you, and it's somebody that belongs to your decision makers or potential clients, reach out to them, connect them. Uh, but in terms of reach, that's maybe not the best thing to do because if you connect next time they like, it has less impact. Um, so 
it's really a dynamic world, like the algorithm and how you need to respond to all the things that are happening there. And I think that's, that's also maybe one of the lessons, as I said to you in the beginning, try to understand what's happening in the algorithm, try to pick out as many things that you can really implement. But in the end, it's all about quality content, mm -hmm. know how to convert, know when to reach out, know when it's the right. So it, it, it's, it's, it's still intuition or mm -hmm. expertise uh, because you need to reach out on the most relevant timing with the most relevant yeah. message. Uh, th that still stays the same. I think that's a really interesting um, choice of word there, intuition, because you and I, it's just baked, we just know, right? <laughs> just yep. baked into, you know, we don't even have to think about it in terms of the how, the what, because we know what we're looking for, like, almost like yep. that sort of thing. And if I reflect on a call that I was on um, previously with, um, uh, with a colleague, working through sales navigator, working through account planning, talking about you save leads, you then start to see what they do. And, you know, they were asking, well, what should it be a comment should it be a like and i said well fundamentally it's up to you as to what you're comfortable with but here's some consideration if you know the person and it's a personal post and it's appropriate to do so yeah drop a comment or a like as you would do in conversation if it's somebody yeah. you know professionally typically i tend to steer away from the personal posts and if it's a corporate post yes common engage if it's somebody that you don't know at all that you want to get to know then think about the context in which this this works and you can see you know this is a very intelligent individual but you can see them wrestling with this kind of this concept in in their head around yeah but i don't i don't get it and of course i have to check myself going you've been doing this for the best part of, well, as long as linkedin's been yeah, yeah. around and it's that i guess it's that subtlety over time which you can only learn over time by actually doing the do as i call it just start commenting on liking even your own colleagues' posts as a start of a 10. Yeah. Just to kind of get you comfortable and see what's happening. Start to get the feedback. If you've got premium, you can start to see profile views. Then start to iterate from here. I think, you know, yeah. back to the opening question, can you beat the algorithm? Everybody kind of looks at social media and that's kind of the immediate thought because we have this effing influencer world rammed down our throats and because of the, the the other platforms that's not what this is all about yes you can have influence but it can be a micro community of a thousand exactly. people because if those thousand people are the only people that ever want to buy what you do then exactly. that's fine um so that's that's kind of the, the the thing around all of this for me absolutely it's the quality of the content that goes without um uh, goes without uh, saying but I, I love that it's the in, intuition if i may then add intent what is the end result that you want to happen by doing whatever the action it is that you are doing on um on LinkedIn? exactly yeah i agree i agree and another thing that it's not necessarily about the algorithm but i always make sure you know i i don't know exactly the number i think my network is now on fifteen thousand connections and, and plus ten thousand followers but if people ask me, how do you manage a network of 15,000? I'm not, it's impossible to manage a network yeah. of 15,000. But in my opinion, it's also impossible to manage a network of 700 people. It's not possible. And I say, I have an inner circle of, I don't know, maybe 150, 200 people. That's mm -hmm. my inner circle. Those are my ambassadors, my peers. 
my strategy is aimed to stay connected. And I really mean connect, to stay on top of the news, to strengthen the relationship constantly with this 115, 200 people, because those are the ones that introduce me to new clients. Yeah. Those are the ones uh, that keep me sharp, that, that, that inspire me uh, with their posts, with their interviews, with all the content. And that is what some people forget, you know, hug your ambassadors, stay mm -hmm. on top of your ambassadors, engage with your ambassadors because those are the people that bring you new business and will yeah. continue to do so if you are being nice to them. That's just like life, right? Exactly. <laughs> You're able to do this in the um, uh, in the digital uh, in the digital world. Um, Richard, as ever, it's always a pleasure to uh, to talk to you. We will meet in person at some point. In life. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. yeah. Um, I absolutely promise, and we will have a beer or two, um, or whatever your. Uh, I'm a gin tonic guy. Gin tonic. Ginebra uh, tonica. <laughs> uh, yes. Um, uh, over time, but I thank you so much for affording uh, me the time and my audience to uh, uh, to listen to your insight. It is brilliant. Uh, where can people? I know it's a stupid question, but where can people find you if they want to reach out and learn more? On TikTok. No, no, I'm not. <laughs> no, I'm not. Just on LinkedIn, you know, Richard Van der Blom, uh, you know, you cannot miss. It's the one with the beard. I'm, and uh, um, connect, connect with me, follow me, and uh, yeah. yeah. I, uh, if you're going to connect with Richard, please mention this, this podcast to prove you've actually uh, listened to it. And um, I'll put the links to Richard's research and the hashtags that you can follow. But uh, if you're not, I urge you to follow and engage with um, his uh, post and his thought leadership because it really is bleeding edge stuff. And as I say, it's, it's, it's been a, a guiding light for me through uh, my journey and continues to, uh, to be so. So um, Richard, uh, thank you so much for your time. My pleasure. Thank you for being uh, on your show, Alex. Thank you. And everyone else, if you want to be on the show, you know what to do. Hit me up, find me across all platforms, including TikTok. Otherwise, wherever, wherever you are in the world, uh, I will see you all next time.